Welcome to Sober Shockingly, a podcast about the unexpected joys, tears, and surprises that come with sobriety. I'm Trina. I'm your host, a former messy party girl, mom of two, coach, and content creator. After becoming sober from alcohol, I unapologetically became obsessed with this up-leveled version of myself. So I decided to share my raw, honest, and sometimes shocking experience in this alcohol-free world. Join us for some relentlessly real conversations about sobriety. Let's do this. Hey everyone, it's Trina. I am so excited for you guys to be here. Welcome to the very first episode of Sober Shockingly. I have been wanting to do a podcast forever. They are so easy to listen to. They're free, so I'm a budget girly. Love that. And I feel like it's such a great resource and so accessible, especially if you are struggling with alcohol or anything else. There's just a lot of like experiences you can share. So I'm really happy to be here. So today is going to be a solo episode. I just kind of wanted to share some things about my story so you'll have kind of a background as we move a background <laughs> a background about me as we move forward so i have been sober since february 2022 um i first tried to get sober probably around the year 2018 i have a daughter her dad came back around it was a messy 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 situation Um, And I decided I really needed to get sober kind of for my kid. Um, I got to 100 days and started drinking again. Um, My drinking progressively got worse. I got to another 100 days like a year after that and then started drinking again. I got separated from my husband and really briefly dated someone else who didn't even live in my state. So I say dated very loosely broke up with them, and unfortunately started drinking heavier than ever before. At this point, I was also on um, like antidepressants, a bunch of things, and I wasn't really taking care of myself. Um, I think I was on an antidepressant and not using it like as a tool. I was kind of using it to like numb myself. So I think that's important to say because I am not against medicine at all. It's just, you know, some you really need to be in tune with how you're going to use it to serve yourself to see if that's the right path for you. And unfortunately for me, it was a tool to numb out all of the reasoning behind, you know, why I didn't have to drink. Like, oh, I had anxiety, so I needed alcohol to calm down, whatever. So that really brief... um relationship ended. I was living by myself um, with my children and I was just super depressed, tried to get sober again after getting in a bar fight with one of my friends. Um, And that lasted about 100 days as well. So I had all these 100 day marks under my belt and then I would start drinking because I'd be like, oh, cool. I made it to 100 days. Like I'm great. I'm fine. Like that's such a milestone. And I don't know why, like, the reasoning behind that. I think it's really interesting that for some reason the 100 days really, like, was, like, my permission slip, but whatever. So, at this point, it was 2022. I 
was struggling a lot. Um, I lost a friend really unexpectedly. My mental health kind of plummeted. I moved, I quit my job, and I had a really scary, like, mental health scare. I had panic attacks that were debilitating. Um, I was going to the emergency room. Like, I, I thought I, like, was dying. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't function. And I developed this phobia of going anywhere by myself, like, staying home by myself. I couldn't drive down the road to the grocery store. Um, I couldn't work. It was, it was a really rough time. So I decided to get rid of social media, starting with Snapchat, and then Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, everything I just deleted. I, I couldn't have that outside source because I knew how sick I was. And I have two kids that I, that need like the best version of their mom. So I decided to go to therapy and and just see what was going on in my head. Um, so I got rid of all those like outside resources and no one really told me to do that. But I feel like if you're actually taking time by yourself, your body, your mind, your intuition, God, whatever will tell you what you need. And I needed to be alone. I needed to like find out who who Katrina was. So I spent probably about two months pretty isolated um, and I didn't really hang out with friends just because I wanted to spend, well, I had anxiety so I didn't really want to go anywhere, but I also really needed to spend some time alone and just, you know, just with myself, some quality, like one-on-one time. And during this time, I prayed a lot. I discovered my relationship with God, um, for myself, not for like who, what my parents' religion was or anyone else's. I just wanted my own relationship with him. I was going to therapy, practicing mindfulness, and I was kind of reliving some really hard traumas and really bad decisions I've made in discovering why I made those decisions and discovering why, that was my reaction to being hurt. Um, and that was, out of everything, like, the scariest part. Because I feel like, especially if you're drinking and you're making wrong decisions, like, hooking up with people you didn't want to. Or, like, experimenting with, um, like, drugs or, I don't know, whatever you're doing. When you know it's not right, it's really hard to be like, oh, that was you know, I was in the wrong. It's way easier, at least in my experience, for me to be like, oh, well, I was going through a, like a really hard time. I was hurting. So that was my reaction. So I, I kind of had to forgive myself and I had to like really think about things that I did that hurt people or things that hurt me and discover like, was it actually someone else's fault or was it me not doing the work and not setting myself to a higher standard and, um, you know, giving myself an excuse or an easy way out to, to kind of navigate through those hard feelings. So after I did that, I discovered I wasn't drinking. I didn't go into this experience like saying, hey, I'm not going to drink again. I did it because I genuinely, my mental health was 
terrifying and I didn't want to be that person. I don't, I didn't want to like give up on myself. I wanted to take care of myself and I noticed I wasn't drinking and I looked back and I was like, wow, I haven't drank since February 7th. Like that's 85 days. And I was like, okay, well in two weeks ish, it'll be a hundred days and then I can drink again. And I decided I I didn't even like want to drink. I didn't have a craving, nothing. I just was like, I don't want to drink because as I'm discovering all these ways, I was hurting myself intentionally and hurting others intentionally. Alcohol was a common factor in almost every bad thing that has happened in my life. And I decided I was going to stop drinking and I didn't. And then I made it past 100 days significantly. I think it was like 185 days. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it was the first time I was so proud of myself. Like, I I realized that I, somewhere through removing alcohol, I fell in love with myself again. I was like, good job, Katrina. Like, I went out, I got myself a beautiful bouquet of flowers, set it on the table. I bought myself a new outfit. It was just sweatpants, but it was new. And I sat down and I was just so happy for me. I wasn't looking for my friends to notice I would stop drinking or like, you know, the person I was dating to notice I stopped drinking. I was just so happy for me. And that was a really interesting feeling because I feel like when you have been at the bottom and like at the pits of who am I? Why am I doing this? I'm the worst. And like, you just hate yourself and then you switch that around it it's it's like you're floating like it was just so beautiful and I was so intentional and just being in that moment and being happy for me and I decided I was going to start sharing my story um so I started telling people you know around the community I wasn't drinking I would have little mocktail parties which were so fun And then when I was almost to a year, I reached out to this woman, Tori, who is a therapist. She's she's wonderful, like so intelligent. She had an account for the retired party girl and she was no longer just aligning with um, what it took to, you know, to carry on that space. And I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like I have been following you for years. I really am interested in sharing my story and helping others. Tori was my coach, so she helped me on like a numerous levels and it just worked out. So I started running The Retired Party Girl and it really got serious to me as because like I was running this huge space and all these people kind of looking to have a resource for when they're struggling or like just like a brain break you know if you're scrolling through Instagram and just something to like inspire you um so I realized my sobriety is so important because I am now like a role model I've always been a role model to my kids and to other people around me but now I had this space where there was people from all over kind of looking to me for support and that was a privilege that I did not take lightly at all So I, you know, started creating content that celebrated sobriety, started meeting all these people virtually, connecting with other sobriety accounts, which 
the sobriety community on Instagram, even though it's just Instagram, it's, it's, it's real friendships. Like there are people that I have leaned on when I have been crying all day or like, you know, just having a really bad day that have celebrated with me when I did hit my one year, I did hit like 500 days or, you know, 700 days, whatever it was. And I've celebrated with them too. Um, so that was a really like, kind of like an outer experience moment because I was like, okay, like I have this opportunity to share my story now at like a large audience to show the world who Trina is. And it's, it kind of played itself out into such like a humbling experience. I, you know, have had the education to become a sobriety coach. So I started connecting with people virtually and like having sobriety coaching sessions and hearing your guys's stories is it's just like amazing to see like how many people I connect with in similar ways like we have such similar stories but then on the opposite side there's so many people that like sobriety is such a spectrum so there's like been sober curious people I've met and it's been so interesting hearing how they view sobriety and or people that moderate and just like love the sobriety community don't really have like a physical like I need to be sober if I drink again it it will be <laughs> not good it'll be really devastating for a lot of people <laughs> um but there are people that can moderate so like I was experiencing all these like ways that choosing not to drink alcohol is not black and white and it was shocking. It was like, oh my gosh, like this person stopped drinking because of something their third grade teacher said, or this person stopped drinking seven years ago, just out of the blue one day and then never drink again. Like it is so important to hear all these stories because I feel like when we are trying to get sober or in my case, I was, you know, after, you know, so many days of not drinking, I didn't want to, like, break the streak, or I was scared to, like, break that 100-day streak. It's helpful to know that people all are scared of, they all have their 100-day streak fear, is what I call it. Like, they all have something that they're like, I need to, you know, assess my relationship with alcohol for this reason, and I'm going to support my relationship without alcohol for this reason. So, yeah, it just grew, retired party girl grew to, you know, just this beautiful space that I really cherish. And as I was meeting all these people, and I listen to podcasts all the time, I was like, you know what, the whole world needs to know where there's space for all of us. So what is another sober podcast? Like we deserve it. We deserve all these sobriety resources. We deserve to hear what Trina has to say, what Trina from this little country bumpkin town (laughs) who doesn't drink um, and makes grape juice mocktails at night, her story is important and there are so many other people like that. So I have been working with a coach to make this podcast accessible and to give you guys what you need. So I really appreciate all the feedback, all the comments, all the messages dms to what topics you guys want to hear what would be helpful to you what people would you like to hear like on the podcast do you have a story you want to tell um i want this to be just such a casual space to 
learn something every time you listen to be like if a friend's like hey I'm struggling be like oh here's all these podcasts and like sober shockingly will be one of them because I am telling you guys when I if you knew me when I was in my bar phase where four nights out of the week anytime I didn't have my kids I was at the bar drinking I could out drink boys I could drink bottles I was the queen of like belly shots um shotgunning beers chucking beers I was a mess there was I was always drinking if you saw me out in public I was drinking like (laughs) it was just common knowledge like oh that's Trina she's drunk and it's (laughs) the person I am now, like, I don't, I just have so much love for that past version of myself, because I know she was hurting, I know she had a lot of, like, things going on, and I just want to hug her, I wish she would know, like, I'm so grateful for her, and I wouldn't take back anything, because I really don't think I would be who I am today, but I think it's not an overnight process, and if anything out of my story, it's just keep going, like, every hour you're sober, is another hour in your sobriety. Every time you don't drink, that's a win. Even if you don't drink and the next day you slip up and have a drink, you still didn't drink the night before. You know, that's still a win. You're still recovering. You're, you, not everything is like a setback clock. Like I said, it's not black and white. And I think that's really important. And that's something that people need to be more aware of, especially outside of the sobriety community. So I am really happy to be here. Um, I'm just so excited for everything that this podcast is going to do. And I am thankful that you guys are listening to my story and care. It's so refreshing. So go ahead and download, review, leave a comment, whatever. If you listen to it on Instagram, screenshot it and tag me at the retired party girl. That's also the best way to find me. You can DM me. It'll have my email, my little link tree that'll have merch, um, coaching sessions, things like that on there. So that's a really good resource. But I hope you guys like this first little get to know me episode. If you guys have any questions, please reach out. And I hope you guys have a really beautiful alcohol free day.